0: when Allah, We praise and we thank Allah, Almighty, our Lord, and our Creator, and we declare. And we testify openly that we believe that there is no God but God and that Muhammad is his prophet and his messenger and a mercy sent for all of humanity. We ask him to protect us from our own shortcomings and to give us guidance so that we can find our way through this life and remain on the straight path of al Mustaqeem. We are fortunate as Muslims to have been sent guidance by God our creator in the form of the Quran and, then we are, and we are fortunate to have been created as human beings with the faculty of reason and intellect the Islamic tradition 1400 years ago called on the Bedouin Desert Arabs. An illiterate society to read. This was the first revelation, as we all know, that was sent to the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. اقرأ اقرأ بسم ربك خلق. Read in the name of your Lord who has created. To, to a people who were unlettered, who didn't know the art of writing and reading, and did not have libraries and cumulative knowledge that could be referenced in books. This was, a st- for sure, a, tr- a strange revelation, and to the prophet himself, who is not trained in these in this in these skills, it was confusing. But we can see, with the 2020 vision of hindsight, the importance and the transformative power that reading and knowledge and education had on that society. From a nomadic lifestyle that was eloquent in speech, that was proud of certain characteristics and traits, but yet had its deficiencies in terms of its organization, there was a lot of warfare. There was a lot of discrimination and and classism and racism and sexism. In a short amount of time, and what I mean by a short amount of time is just in a couple of hundred years, this society transformed into a, a literary society, a literate and a literary society. One that encouraged reading and writing for the masses, for everyone and many other religious traditions at that same time, only the elite were allowed to look at the book, or allowed to read the book, and allowed to interpret the book. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us through this revelation that was given to the Prophet Muhammad, Read, recite, learn. And in the second revelation, Noon, wa ma the pen, moon, the letter moon, the pen, and what they write with it. Reading and writing, the basic skills we take for granted, going up here in the United States where literacy rate is very high. But it is something as Muslims we should look back with pride about our tradition that from the beginning we were instructed to learn and to and to increase our knowledge. We're even instructed to supplicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah teaches us how to communicate to him through through verses in the Qur'an in which he tells us how to call upon him. رَبِّ And say, O oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Knowledge, ilm, knowledge is of many kinds. And we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Teach us what will benefit us and let us to benefit from what he has taught us. For it is through knowledge that we can come to understand ourselves, our Lord and our Creator, and our responsibilities that he has given us. And with that knowledge and with that understanding, we can navigate our way through this through this life. Knowledge, acquiring knowledge, is a prerequisite to truly having taqwa, having khashya having the the awe of God, having the reverence for God. For Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Inna yakhsha Inna yakhsha Allah min ibadhi ulama Inna yakhsha Allah min ibadhi ulama. Only those of His servants who have ailment, only those of His servants who have knowledge truly have reverence for God. So it's incumbent upon us as Muslims to continue to increase in knowledge. And yes, knowledge of the sciences and knowledge in our careers and knowledge through education in traditional schools here in the West, is very important. For if we really look back in many of the fields, in many of the sciences that are so fundamental and important for us today, we will see that our forefathers had pioneered in them. We take it for granted now that we use Arabic numerals. Our number system here in the West, they're called Arabic numerals. And that's because during the Abbasid period, the scholars, the Muslim scholars, also in cooperation with scholars of other traditions, devised a system that included the zero and and allowed complicated uh, mathematics to to develop. Hence, we have things like algebra. Al-Jabr. Developed by Khawarizmi. Uh, Gabr ibn Hayyan, excuse me, from Gabr ibn Hayyan. Khawarizmi developed a calendar. So, our our forefathers, our scientists, al-Biruni, a name we might not recognize, 600 years before Galileo discussed the earth rotating around its own axis, al-Biruni calculated the circumference of the entire earth and its radius. And according to today's measurements, he's only off by about 50 kilometers. This is 600 years before Galileo. Learning and science and knowledge was always a fundamental part of our tradition. And as Muslims, we don't have a contradiction between our revelation and our pursuit of scientific knowledge. We are blessed and fortunate to not have that contradiction. The best Islamic scholars and thinkers in our heritage were also the best religious jurists and uh, and, and 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 philosophers in Islamic uh, philosophy. So we're, we, it's important for us to educate ourselves about our own heritage, but also to continue to advance the the level of scientific understanding. Because it is through our understanding of the created world that we can better appreciate and understand God in His complexity, in His beauty, and in His unending wisdom and power. At the time in which Muhammad ﷺ, our Prophet, was teaching and preaching to the Arabs of his time, though they weren't <coughs> educated in books and reading and writing the Qur'an he was instructed by, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Qur'an to appeal to their sense of reason, reason and, and understanding for they believed in God but they didn't believe in the hereafter and one time a person came to the Prophet with a dried bone in his hand and he crushed it and he crushed it until it turns to dust. And he says, How is it possible that there will be a life after this life? Who will bring this these, this dust back together and reform it into the human being that it once was? This is from Surah Yasin. <laughs> Replied to him, saying, "The one who created it the first time can recreate it. He is aware of each one of his cre- creations. What is more difficult or challenging for God to create all of the heavens and the earth, or to recreate a, hu- a single human being that was that He created to begin with? Truly, Allah is the best of creators. So there is a logical engagement." employing the, the people of the time and by, the, by virtue of the, the fact that the Qur'an is an eternal book whose values and whose message is for all of humanity throughout all of time imploring us to employ our faculties of reason and logic and understanding do you not look at the camel and how it's created one verse reads إِلَى don't you look at the camel, how it was created, or the mountain, or how it's fashioned, or the mountains, how they were created, or the earth, how it spread out. We are all being challenged to think about and reflect upon our own selves and our creation, and our relationships as well. We, we, we refer to the verses of the Quran as ayah, or a sign. A sign of what? A sign that God exists because there is a miracle in both the form and the content of the verses in the Qur'an. But the word ayah means, can mean any sign of God's existence. Our relationships are miraculous. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the marriage relationship in Surah Al-Rum. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ min it is one of his signs that he has created from yourselves spouses so that you can live with them in peace and tranquility. And he has placed between you mercy and compassion. Truly in this are signs, many signs, ayatun for people who think often, who reflect deeply this is a recurring theme in the Quran don't you comprehend don't you understand So as Muslims, we are fortunate to have a balance between our heart and our mind and our mind. Our theology, in order to to come to the understanding in God, that God exists, that God is one, that God is engaged and did not leave us abandoned, and that he has sent prophets and messengers and for us to reflect upon them and to decide whether we find the claim that they are prophets and messengers compelling or not, this is a reasonable process. This involves our rational faculties. And it's incumbent upon us to reflect and to think about it to reach those conclusions. We don't have a faith that that requires us to leap to come to the conclusions. We're not asked to turn off our mind when studying our faith. We are engaged in, in thinking and in feeling. And we are fortunate that Allah subhanahu Allah wa ta'ala did not abandon us on this earth without leaving us with this intuitive sense that God exists and without connecting to us through His prophets and through an internal sense of what is right and what is wrong. And we can see His compassion for us through the, the verses revealed also early on in the biography of the Prophet. In Surah Al-Duha, مَا وَبْدَعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى By the early morning light and the night when it is still, your Lord did not abandon you nor did He forsake you. And the next life surely will be better for you than the first life. So we can see in these verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God Almighty is reassuring the Prophet When he is uncertain as to the the veracity of this revelation, these inspirations that he's been giving, this revelation, seeing an angel, being instructed to go out and preach, feeling uncertain, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reassures him and, and gives him peace of mind and peace of heart. And through that reassurance to the prophet, we also are reassured. These verses are for the Prophet but they are, it is Allah wa ta'ala speaking to all of us. Truly Allah has not forsaken us nor has He abandoned us. So let us to reflect for a moment about ourselves, our natures, our relationships, about the creation that exists around us and let us to be grateful for the faculties that we have of reason, of intellect, And of our emotion And let us to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For forgiveness for our shortcomings And our mistakes Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, wa ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala wa Of all of the knowledge that we can acquire, knowledge and study of the Qur'an is the best. For in it is a guide for those who have faith. As the Prophet taught us, the best of you is the one who learns the Quran and then teaches it. Just last week, a pillar of the Islamic school system passed away. And she was a teacher of Quran. She was someone who dedicated her life both when she was working And when she was off, she would commit herself teaching the community, the young kids, anyone who was interested, teaching them Qur'an. She made it her life mission. And at her funeral, at the janazah, some of her students who had now grown, some of them had become Qur'an teachers. They had traveled abroad, learned Arabic, inspired by her, And her example and her teaching and they and she had passed that on. And as we know, the Prophet taught us that when we pass, the book of our deeds is closed. That nothing nothing will continue nothing will benefit us after that. Our opportunity has ceased, except for three things. Three things that if we do them in this life will continue to accrue for us benefit and raise us in status for the Day of Judgment, Insha'Allah. One of them is to have children, righteous offspring that will supplicate on your behalf. The second is to give charity. To give charity to those who are in need in such a way that that charity continues to make benefit to to be of benefit even after your passing something as simple as planting a tree that continues to bear fruit and give sustenance to animals or other people oxygen to the air any foundation that you've established any contribution you've made to the masjid to, to establish a mosque anything that continues to be of benefit by way of Charity will continue to accrue for you good deeds in the sight of God. And the third thing that will benefit each of us in the next life while we're waiting for our turn to stand before our Creator is any, any good knowledge that we have passed on that continues to be passed on and benefit people and what better to pass on than the Quran and what better than to learn for ourselves so that we may pass it on than the Quran the sister when when she was uh, when, we, when at the janazah prayer one of her family members came forward and said we used to and we used to ask her let's go do something fun today and she would say I have a commitment to teach the Quran she didn't charge the students they came to her and she weekly on her weekends on her time off would instruct the children in Quran and the family member her whole life always that bothered them but on that day at the janazah prayer this person said that it is today that i understand looking at the, the the faces of her students seeing them glow with what they have learned from her he understood that the small sacrifice that she made of not going out and doing things fun all the time but dedicating herself to this mission that she uh, that she put for herself he understood on that day that he had learned from her on that, at that moment what it means to be dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in what way he could himself grow in his faith. Let us let us ask of Allah for forgiveness and for guidance. Say, Ameen. O oh Allah, let us to see truth as it truly is and let us to follow it. O oh Allah, let us to see falsehood as it truly really is and let us to avoid it. O oh Allah, bestow upon us your light and your guidance. Put it before us. Put it on either side of us. Put it all around us. O oh Allah, let us to keep our feet on the straight path. Give us the endurance. Let us to encourage one another in staying on the right, on the right course. O oh Allah, let us to remember our brothers and our sisters who are in need and suffering around the world. O oh, Allah, let empower us. Give us the strength and the faith and the dedication and the endurance to do what is right to help them. O oh, Allah, bestow Your mercy and Your blessings upon our guide Muhammad and upon all of the prophets that preceded him and all of those who follow them in righteousness until the day of judgment. Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر